Drive Time Lincoln is sponsored by Barry Law Firm. For over 50 years, Barry Law Firm has been fighting for veterans' rights. Visit BarryLawFirm.com to learn more. He's a lifelong Nebraskan, commander of the U.S. Navy SEAL Team and U.S. Special Operations. He served around the globe and now at home in Lincoln, Nebraska, speaking the truth to the state capitol. Barry Law Firm is proud to present Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Friday, December 10th, uh, kind of excited about the show today, um, you know, besides the fact that it's day 108 of the mask siege, I'm not going to belabor it on this Friday, uh, you know that I'm still uh, 3101 and I've got uh, Detainee 722 still on the board, but I'm excited about today because uh, Senator Deb Fisher is joining us from Washington to give us an update, and I think there's nothing better than to be able to uh, really go right to your elected officials that represent us as they're um, slugging it out, making cases for representing us as Nebraskans in the country in, in all the issues that we're seeing, you know, um, going on right now. And, and so she's going to be on real quickly here in the first segment. And then we're going to end with uh, Carla James, who uh, is leaving KLIN after many years of great service. And so we're going to wrap up and just uh, talk shop with her at, at the end and welcome in a hopefully good weekend, even though the weather is here. So I want to welcome Senator Deb Fisher back to the show. Hi, Jack. Good to be here. Yeah, thanks for taking time out because I know you guys are are very busy right now. (laughs) We're trying to um, watch what's going to happen here at the end of the year, I guess, in the Senate. Yeah, I guess, you know, the biggest thing that everybody is watching, I mean, there's so much, and we'll try to cover as much as we can, but certainly I think a lot of folks are... Uh, happy that the Senate is taking up the uh, vaccine mandates and uh, and putting up a fight with that federally uh, mandated thing dealing with businesses. And I know you're right in the middle of that. Yeah, it was um, it was really horrible. I think that uh, the president is interfering with private businesses now that demanding that uh, they have to have all their employees vaccinated. And the Senate came together, kind of. We uh, we were able to get a couple Democrats to vote with Republicans on a Congressional Review Act that uh, overturned that executive agency actions like OSHA uh, was doing with that mandate. Of course, it has to pass the House. I doubt if the House even takes it up. But uh, at least we were able to get some support from uh, from Democrats saying, yeah, this is this is completely wrong. The president uh, should not be having agencies interfere uh, and mandate vaccines that that private businesses are supposed to do. It um, it was really really amazing the number of businesses that we heard from in Nebraska, from the irrigation um, manufacturers to grocery stores, large and small. Uh, they didn't want to do this, and uh, hopefully we can uh, continue to have people speak out and the president will withdraw this. Yeah, I hope so. I think, you know, a lot of the Nebraskans I hear from, and specifically in, in this, the businesses that are affected by this, you know, there's been second and third order effects um, that maybe the president did or didn't consider, uh, certainly just with our freedoms, but in general, you know, trying to, 
to staff trying to provide the service, uh, trying to make the decisions if it was going to go through. So it's created a lot more friction and stress than just, mm-hmm. I would say, the black and white vaccine. So managers and then people having to decide if they want to choose you know, their job over if this mandate goes through. And, and I think that on top of the view of vaccines, right, where most of us feel it's a person's choice, um, it's caused a lot more stress than just the title. And I think for me, that's what people are really, really frustrated about and would like to see it, you know, put back in a box. Right. right. It is a person's choice. That's what it should be. It should be a person's choice if they're going to get vaccinated or not. Uh, the courts agree with that, uh, that the mandate went too far. We recently saw that the Fifth Circuit blocked that OSHA mandate and uh, said there were constitutional issues with it. So, it, you know, hopefully we're, we're going to see enough blowback there that um, it's going to help individuals, obviously employees, but also to help our businesses. Yeah, and one of the sectors here, obviously, uh, the healthcare sector here in Nebraska, we know about that and some nursing shortages, but uh, I had a lot of long discussions about how it was affecting them as well, um, you know, under the same, obviously, mandate, and uh, and it just kind of, again, adds stress to the system that is already stressed by the pandemic. Right, and uh, we were we were trying to find some numbers on how many workers in Nebraska would be affected by this, and it's about 28% of the workforce. It's about 300,000 workers in Nebraska that would be impacted if that mandate was going to be implemented. Wow. I mean, you know, to the listeners out there, you think about that, you know, that that is a large number of Nebraskans employed, and of course, you know, the decisions either way have to be made, and then it's just not over when, you know, the decisions are made. Those affect all of us, you know, down the road six months, a year, or beyond, and um, and so it's nice to see that the Senate has taken a stance on that, and, and you know, uh, you know this, you can only do what you can do. We'll see what the House decides to do, and, and we'll go from there. Right. But like you said, we're uh, we're looking at all the options we have in order to push back against uh, a lot of the mandates, a lot of the overreach um, from this administration. And it, it at least was nice to see that uh, under this CRA that we took up, we got a couple Democrats on it too. So maybe there's um, there's going to be a break here with the solidarity of the. The way they vote and um, get some more common sense and be able to have senators who listen to what their constituents are telling them back home. Yeah, I think that's great. And you said the key word there. I mean, at some point, you know, common sense needs to prevail over politics or, or whatever in this case. Uh, one of the other big things out there that's important to Nebraskans um, is uh this EPA announcement on the renewable volume obligations uh, th- that they threw in, and I know that that affects a lot of Nebraskans. Yeah, it does. You know, ethanol's um, a huge economic driver for the state of Nebraska. It's uh, it's an important part of our economic engine in the state. And the Biden administration, they've kind of talked a good game, like they're supportive of family farms, they're supportive of of rural America, but they came out uh, with a, a level cut in the, in the RVOs, and this is a renewable volume obligations. It's, it's how you have a, a blending of ethanol into the domestic fuel supply, 
and they they set those obligations low. And to me, that's very, very clear that the administration, no matter what they may say, they've sided with big oil on this issue. And it's really a betrayal of rural America, what they've done. So I, I know that um, farmers across the state are worried about this. I know our ethanol plants in the state are worried about it. The communities that uh, depend on that ethanol plant in their community for, for employment. Uh, it's, it's another instance where, where the Biden administration is saying one thing, but then they're doing something entirely different. Yeah, I, I think I recall that as he was running as a candidate, I mean, he really championed that as kind of his commitment uh, to rural economies and rural people. And then, of course, now it's kind of, you know, a betrayal, if you will. Yeah. You know, when, you, when you're told uh, by, by a candidate that uh, they're going to be there and they're going to protect family farms and they're going to help rural America, uh, well, Nebraska, rural Nebraska woke up on this one, I think, because, um, like I said, it's, um, it's a decision that's going to help big oil. It's not going to be helping uh, the farmers here in Nebraska at all. And what, what was really interesting, I think the administration, they, they tried to conceal that bad news. They knew it. They knew it was bad news, and they tried to, um, con- well, they tried to conceal it. They're taking credit for some um, biofuel assistance that was passed during the Trump administration uh, in 2020. <laughs> and uh, they, they held back that it was under the uh, COVID-19 assistance. And I've been on them for, for months now, but they held back that assistance for about three extra months. And when they were not sending it out to, to family farmers, but now they're going to, they've announced they're going to uh, release that, that assistance to go out. And again, that's just to cover up the bad news that they had with the RVOs and, and their, their really um, big decision to, uh, to help big oil and not, and not help family farmers. So I think it's, it's just really clear that the Biden administration has broken its promises. Yeah, and I think sometimes folks don't understand. I mean, you you hear more, you know, as an elected official from constituents. But, you know, I know that you've uh, helped and pinned, oh, geez, four or five letters just on this topic. And, and I want to say as a former naval officer, when when an officer or an elected official goes on paper, that's an important piece of letting, in this case, the president know your stance. And so I know you've uh, worked really hard to let them know on behalf of us. Well, thanks, thanks for bringing that up, Jack. You know, when I uh, was first uh, sworn in as a senator and, and I would hear from my colleagues, they would ask if I wanted to join a letter or my staff would say, um, you know, it, it was important to send a letter to an agency or to the, or to the administration. And, and I thought, you know, what, what good's a letter going to do? But you're exactly right. When you... Um, have have a senator or a congressman, uh, a high official to to put it on paper and send it out. It does get uh, picked up by the press. It does get the attention of the administration, and it's a way to um, get get a public response 
to a lot of times just the questions that we have. Sure. Well, and I think, uh, you know, I, I learned that valuable lesson in our government service, and uh, we used to squabble over emails or debates, and, and in the end of the day, if you'd put it down in a letter, it would force action, it would, you know, hold accountability, and, and I think it's just important that, you know, all of us out here understand that, you know, these are these are important things in the way we work. You know, speaking of my career, not that it's over, of course, in the United States military, but we have an interesting uh, situation developing with Russia and the Ukraine uh, that I think Americans are sort of aware of, but, you know, I believe it's something we should be paying attention to, and I'm sure you are. Yes, we've had a, a number of classified briefings uh, just on the, on the buildup that we're seeing with Russian troops along the border with Ukraine, and this is um, uh, increasing tensions between the United States and Russia as well. But they have about 100,000 troops there right now. Uh, they are going to, it's, it's, it's assumed they are going to be moving and moving quickly, uh, probably up to 175,000 troops on a sovereign country's border. Uh, we watched them do this before when they moved into Crimea and basically have occupied that area of Ukraine, and now we're seeing it here. Um, the president had a, had a phone call recently with uh, President Putin, and uh, we haven't seen the complete readout of that, but I spoke to that as well, saying that um, you know Putin understands one thing, and that's strength. And that is the the projection of strength. So I I hope that President Biden uh, was very firm in his resolve uh, in his conversation with President Putin. It's a very serious situation. You know, we're talking about a military buildup on the border of the sovereign country, and um, that has I can tell you that has our allies and NATO allies in Europe, uh, very concerned to watch that happen in Eastern Europe. Yeah, I, I have to think, given, you know, just some of this, not only world situation, but some of the uh, internal things that have been going on in America, that it, if I was Russia, it would bolster me a little bit, and, and I hope that we make the right decisions, um, you know, not only for American national security, but for, uh, you know, our NATO allies and, and that part of the world, because it, it certainly be, can, can become a game of poker, chess, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, I don't think it's surprising that the Russians would try that. I hope that we respond correctly. Um, I, I totally agree with you. You know, it wasn't um, too long ago the Russians, uh, they took out a satellite mm-hmm. in orbit um, with with one of their missiles, and that was totally irresponsible behavior to to destroy a satellite in orbit that's going to pass through other, all the pieces now are going to be passing through other orbits as they uh, start to fall from from space. And uh, that's a very, very dangerous situation. The Chinese did it, I think it was 2007 or 2009, and they were just soundly condemned for taking an action like that because right. it, is, it is so irresponsible. Uh, the Russians are facing that now, too. But I think they, as you, as you said, they're pushing the envelope here. They're uh, seeing what they can get away with, but they're also 
showing us what capabilities they have. Sure. Sure. I mean, I think uh, internationally, anyway, right now, it's it's very important for Americans to kind of keep the pulse on that. And uh, you know, I'm glad that, um, you know, you're part of uh, the committees getting the classified briefings. And, uh, you know, we have a lot going on in this world. It's just another thing. Uh, real quick, I only have about a minute, but what are we going to do with this debt ceiling? <laughs> well, I uh, I have voted uh, no on, uh, on this deal that uh, was put together to allow the debt ceiling to be raised by uh, a majority vote, by 51 votes. Uh, we took a couple votes uh, yesterday on it, a uh, motion to proceed, and, or cloture uh, motion and then a motion to proceed. Uh, I, I voted no on that. Uh, they did get the votes to uh, advance that. But, um, you know, the, the, the money we are looking at, the, the total amount, of this debt ceiling, that is for this, the spending that is happening now, that the Democrats want to spend now. And there is no way I'm going to vote for that. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Senator Fisher, I want to thank you for your service to Nebraskans and to our country and for giving us time here on Drive Time Lincoln. Oh, thank you, Jack. Appreciate having the opportunity to visit with you. All right. Best of luck and happy holidays. You too. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Senator Deb Fisher uh, calling in uh, to Drive Time Lincoln from Washington, D.C., updating us on uh, what the Senate's doing against uh, vax mandates, uh, some of the EPA's edicts, Russia, and the debt ceiling. 1499.3 Drive Time Lincoln. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1499.3 KLIF. All right, we're back. Uh, drive time. Drive time. Drive time, Lincoln. Drive time, that's the name of the show. Um, yeah, I, I very much enjoyed uh phone interview with Senator Deb Fisher from Washington, D.C. And, and rehash. You know, some of the hotter items going on, the Senate pushing back on the vax mandate from the Biden administration, uh, talking about the um, RVOs and the Biden's campaign promise to rural communities, a lot of Nebraskans uh, that he's essentially flip-flopped on, as well as, you know, paying attention to this uh, Russia on the border of Ukraine buildup, as that certainly is a international uh, or maybe even national-to-national game being played right now uh, to test American resolve and and NATO alliances. Um, And you never know which way those things can go. And as well as the debt ceiling, he's glad to know that uh, Senator Fisher is a no on that. And, um, and you know, I, I think very accurately re- representing how Nebraskans feel. Um, so it's good to get an update. Always happy to have any of the Washington folks on to give us all an update because it's pretty easy to get you know tied down here in the local and, um, and statewide issues. Uh, but they do affect us all, and they're all linked. Uh, we're going to have uh, Carla James on here in the second segment, uh, just kind of really uh, a Q&A. God knows where it will go as she is uh, moving on from KLIN, but has had uh, wonderful service in radio and just experience. Who knows? Maybe I'll learn something, uh, which I, I know I will, but am I smart enough to you know fit it into the show as we go on? Who knows? Maybe I won't even have a job on Monday. Uh, now. One of the things you've heard me say is that I know the city and the county lines of being drawn, and, and that kind of means, hey, 
candidates can understand for things like uh, city council, for uh, county commissioner, for all the different spots, uh, you can announce. And uh, listen, I want to make sure that all candidates from all sides of the aisle get a chance. So, you know, contact me at commanderjack at KLN.com and we'll, we'll start getting you on air. 14993 KLIN. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Law Firm on the Voice of Lincoln. 14993 KLIN. All right, hey, really pay attention to what uh, Chris Lofgren just said about uh, driving safe. Really, the first kind of adverse weather. And even though it's rainy and it's wet and there's no snowfall yet, it's getting slick out there. So, as I always say, I've done this very scientific. It is 15 minutes, give or take 30 seconds, anywhere in Lincoln. Because you got to hit some stoplights. And, you know, it doesn't matter if you go around. doesn't matter if you go through here. It's 15 minutes. It's either 1430 or 1530. So, just ease back, drive safe, keep us all safe. And be careful, because it can be very deceiving with this slick weather. Uh, very excited. We have Carla James moving over from the newsroom to spend her last kind of 20 minutes here yeah. with Drive Time Lincoln. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you did. You just did your last news. I did. I did my last newscast. And um, you said, no, it wasn't as hard as you thought. I didn't know what to expect. It was It was hard. It'll probably be hard now that I'm bringing him up. It was very hard. (laughs) Well, it's because you're a pro, though, in my opinion. I don't think I made a mistake. I don't think so. No, I actually looked over and said, is that recorded or is she doing it? And and I saw you were doing it. And so, to me, uh, yeah, there were no mistakes. Good. It was good. good. It's It's nice to end on a clean note and have a nice, clean cast. Yeah, it's always fluid. I think, when I listen to you, and uh, I think, unfortunately, different show programmings, but we would have had a lot of fun if you'd have been in this show, because... Oh, absolutely. We we could have tore it up. You have actually a very long and distinguished radio career. I mean... Oh, thanks. (laughs) I feel so old. No, not old. I mean, anybody that builds a career and and does it for a long time, I mean, uh, you know, to somebody like me, it's still not even a first year. I mean, you're a pro. You're covering, you know, folks don't know, you're you're covering police blotters. You're covering breaking news. I mean, it's dynamic. It takes a lot, and it's something that um, you have to develop over years. And it's nothing that anybody can walk in and just say, I'm going to do a, you know, just a slam down job at this. No, it takes some time. Yeah, I bet it does. And and let me ask you, as a, as a kind of new radio person, what have been some of the highlights that you've enjoyed throughout your career and here at KLIN and may, maybe somewhere else uh, in the radio business? Oh, I think some of the highlights are being with the presidents. Um, wow. I was in uh, with President Clinton. I was with him from the time he landed at Oppet Air Force Base until he departed about 7 o'clock that night. It that was is a cool. long, cold day. I was in his motorcade and uh, got to go through Omaha with the interstate. No traffic. It was just amazing to have that experience. And um, kind of got to follow the president around for, for a day. I felt very insignificant when the back of Air Force One dropped out and the National Press Corps came out. I felt like, <laughs> here I thought I was all, I'm covering the president today. Right. And uh, then I saw the real, you know, the, the big, big dogs, guns. Yeah. The big guns. And I go, oh, I feel like I'm so insignificant. But later on, I came in quite helpful because um, we were, um, the president, he, he did his speech at Offit, and then we were in the motorcade and we went to a private residence. And 
the media, thank goodness, this was in December and it was cold that day. <laughs> and uh, my coworker let me his parka because I had, was all dressed up and right. with a you know thin leather coat because I wanted to look. I was so glad I threw professionalism out the window and dressed for the weather because I was outside for like four hours that day. Oh wow! And um, but the person that we went to the private residence, they had a tent set up for the media, which was such a welcome sight because it had what broadcasters love food and coffee <laughs> okay and we were in there and we had we could hear everything going on in the house and uh, we were recording and whatnot from in there but nobody knew the voices of the locals meaning senator ben nelson bob carey not he, nobody knew those voices sure and so i could sit there and i was like half asleep and i'm going that's ben nelson and they go are you sure are you sure and i go yeah 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 i'm sure well nope 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 that's that that's Bob Carey. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure. You know, and so that was really cool to be able to, hey, I know a thing or two, too, you know? Yeah. And then um, I was also in another motorcade with um, uh, President Bush. So, wow. And I got wow. to meet him once when he um, flew into Offutt. And then another time when he spoke, when I was in the motorcade, was when he spoke at the then Civic Auditorium. I'll be so, Yeah. That, that was, those are... Um, those are life experiences because I, I've like you, I've had to, I've been in the presence of uh, several world leaders, including our presidents, and it, it's hard to describe. There's the whole entourage, I guess, maybe the weight of who they are and the decisions they have to make. It's moving, and I think in a positive way. It was, uh, it was you, that was the, the my highlights was yeah. being in the that situation. I met people that I just have you know never thought I was ever going to be able to get to meet. Sure. You know, sure. Um, I do have to ask you because I, okay. I, I didn't get to meet uh, Bill Clinton, but I have always I study leadership and I have to say this isn't a political thing. He is has a very good presence, in my opinion. And as a speaker orator, he, he's top notch. President Obama was the same way, I thought, you know, from a leadership perspective. Did in his presence, did you see, feel that aura as he Absolutely. dealt with people? Absolutely. Yeah. Abs- it's, it's not BS, folks. No, it is not. When he got off, I kid you not. um Ben Nelson walked off of Air Force One, and he was followed by the president. And I swear, everybody around me went, (gasps) did that little gasp. Yeah. You know, because his presence is that strong and demanding. And it wasn't just me, you know. And I I usually don't get Google-eyed over anybody. Right, right. But, you know, that was a... No, I mean, just, moment. I, I mean, mean, you know, for future leaders out there and people that lead people, I mean, those are people that uh, get a presence and they know how to speak and they know how to move people. And there's nothing wrong with that, even if you don't necessarily agree with them politically. Uh, on a local level, what are you going to miss here? I'm going to miss the people. Yeah. I'm going to miss everybody in this building, every person, and I'm going to miss the contacts that I made in the last year and a half that I've been here. <laughs> and people. those are good contacts. I yeah, mean, they're good you know, contacts. we're talking about li- with Lincoln Police. I couldn't work with a better group of people. Right. Lincoln Fire and Rescue, the Sheriff's Office. What great people. Um, Lincoln, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this, that Lincoln is only one of, I believe, four cities in the nation that hold a daily police information briefing with police, fire, and rescue, and the Sheriff's Office. And that meeting for that half an hour or whatever it is every day builds relationships. Sure. And it builds confidence where police can talk to the media and it mm-hmm. builds that we can talk to the police. And having that alone, I've never experienced that. Yeah. Um, that, that is phenomenal. 
Yeah. Um, I've grown to love Lincoln. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, and I have said this before, while there have been times where I've uh, busted chops, I will say that the transparency that the departments give, uh, whether it be to you guys in the daily or online, even though I've screwed it up at times, has been wonderful. I think that they're very user-friendly. I think that uh, they're departments and first responders that we should all fight for, and and uh, now I'm almost feeling guilty going, geez, maybe I should have went to the, some of those, because I know Carla's holding it down there, and then I come in here at 5 o'clock. I probably caused you some stress over there here <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. Good. No. Poli- good political answer. No. no, that's great. And you're right. I mean, I think that uh, the public sometimes doesn't know how the sausage is made, so to speak, and how um, those relationships are important to what you've done and what we'll hopefully continue to do. Um, you know, moving forward, uh, you certainly will miss it. But absolutely. Um, but at the same time, I have to think that uh, you're also looking forward to, you know, other things. I am. I yeah. am. Um, it's. I'm. It's. It's going to be. Uh, I'm still going to be in the business of mm-hmm. sorts, um, but much behind the scenes. Sure. Um, uh, believe it or not, as we were talking earlier, I'm a bit of an introvert, and um, am comfortable being by myself. And being in news, you are by yourself a lot. You don't have a lot of contact with anybody. Why? Because you're so busy. Right. You know, I talk to dozens of people a day, but I work in a solitude environment. Yeah, I mean, you you reach out and you get the information, but you're putting the stories together. And then, of course, when you're taping or you're in the studio, I'm lucky to have 722 in here with me, so it Mm -hmm. keeps me company. Um, But, yeah, it's a solitary to put put it all together and, and to get it out. And I know... Uh, you know, in your case, you're doing it all day long, you know, and different things happen. Will you, will you miss the excitement of, of scene breaking stories, you know, because you're following that kind of absolutely regular? I have to think that there's a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say adrenaline, but probably. Like, oh, it is. Yeah. It does. You yeah, know, when you hear it? something and, you know, <clears throat> it's like it's the bottom of your stomach drops. Right. You know, um, I'm going to use reference the shooting of Officer Herrera. Oh, I bet. And your blood just kind of runs from your face. Yeah. Um, and you just, uh, you have to learn to put your feelings on the shelf. And you can come and get them later. Right. But you cu- you put your feelings on the shelf and you do your job. Yeah. Just like those officers are doing their job. Yeah. And um, then you can come back later and pick that up and then you can feel the emotions of it. But you don't... During the process, yeah, you want facts. You're listening to that scanner. You want to know, boom, boom, boom. You better be writing it down. Um, um, you better be able to know when to run when you need to. Sure. And um, so that's wow. Yeah, I'm going to miss that a little bit. I, I bet. Um, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Well, you know, uh, you not can... in that instance. No, I'm no, not, not in that, that ever, particular ever, ever again. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. There's probably I've a, had you to know... go through three officer involved shootings where they have died and and wow. or, in where they were shot by someone, sure. and that is horrendous. That is just terrible. Yeah, because you're trying to get the information out, but there's a human element to it. And mm-hmm. um, like I said, I mean, a, a totally different role over here, but uh, as you explain it, um, I think that's great that you can to the audience just so they know, because I think sometimes, again, it's difficult uh, to understand how it's made and how it's produced and how it gets out for consumption. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is uh, when did you first... Um, either dream or think about radio? I was, um, <laughs> I was a, a, a theater geek. Okay. okay. I was a theater nerd, and um, I, 
where I went to school, uh, it, the speech was part of that. Okay. okay. And we had a campus radio station, and to make sure there were enough people to work on that campus radio station, we had to do air shifts. And I learned the basics, and um, I had an air shift, and I didn't crack the mic. I didn't want to, you know, <laughs> oh, I can't talk on the radio. What's going to, you know, I can't do that. And I was one time just watching the board. And the board is where all the controls are, and I was just watching it. And there's um, needles on it that move and bounce and everything. For, right. You know, make sure you're keeping within your gain and kind of go, I like this. I kind of like this. And so I took a radio class the next semester and immediately switched my major into broadcasting. Wow. And I had a great instructor, um, and he once was listening through a bunch of uh, reel-to-reel tape because we all put our our homework basically on this tape uh-huh. and he was just going through it real fast and he hit my hit my portion of that tape and i go how did you know that was me my gosh and he goes oh i can't miss your voice he <laughs> says you got a voice for radio and i go really and so he turned out to be my mentor and kind of really helped me on my way that's, and that's I awesome. started in our hometown. No, your hometown. Yeah, and my, I made it my hometown. That's right. Well, you know, I was raised there, so it's my hometown. Fremont, mm-hmm. Nebraska. Yep, that's right. I love it. I love it. Well, let me talk real quick about Barry Law, and we'll get back with uh, Carla James here as we move on. Uh, you know the deal. Things happen in life. Now's actually a really good time when I reference the streets are messed up and things like that. You might find yourself in a situation, an, an accident, a slip or a fall. Uh, you've got to give my friends at Barry Law Firm a call. They've been practicing since 1965. Uh, they're absolutely experts in personal injury law. Uh, when we have these incidents, you know, no fault of our own, uh, it's difficult sometimes in these cases. Uh, you feel overwhelmed, and that's why you need a team like Barry Law to help you with the firepower to fight back and to win your case. Not only are they... Uh, Absolutely the region's best, maybe even the nation's best in criminal defense and personal injury, but military law. But they're there with a team, not one lawyer, a team to help you fight back. Give them a call at 402-704-8147 or make an appointment at jsberrylaw.com. Let them help you fight back and get your life back whenever you find yourself in one of these incidents. Carla James. Yes. Ending her time here at klin we've given the last segment uh, to you we're learning a lot actually no (laughs) i think it's cool i mean i'm an outgoing guy if i had it up to me we'd just go around and interview everybody on the show but it seems like a special time and i know you're on your way out so i appreciate it you know coming in and um i'm sure there's a lot of emotions um and quite frankly i've learned a lot already i mean you're never probably going to get the the complete uh sterile version although i'm not covering news i'm doing more news opinion uh but there's value in that just like in the military when we would have to try to be calm in in certain situations and i think that's a skill that you have to learn and and you've done it really well well in a newsroom too i want to let everybody know is kind of a foul place (laughs) (laughs) it is the good the bad and the ugly in there right um it is very busy it's a very busy it's a messy place there's a lot of activity going on and uh, I wouldn't have missed it for the world. <laughs> yeah, you bet, you bet. And you know, and it's neat to know that uh, you kind of, uh, you know, you, like you said, you were in theater, and then you've kind of, you just get a little taste, and then you're like, you know what? That's for me. 
made a big turn and don't regret it. So yeah, that's been fun. That's pretty cool. Well, we'll have a couple more minutes with Carla James. Uh, 1499.3 Drive Time Lincoln with Commander Jack Riggins. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're finishing up uh, Friday's Drive Time Lincoln, uh, saying goodbye to Carla James. Uh, finished up first segment with Deb Fisher, very informative stuff right from Washington. Uh, Carla, I just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you. I don't think people, people probably don't realize that I'm a lifelong learner and I pay attention probably because I'm loud and obnoxious. But I've watched and I have to agree, there's a lot of professionalism that's done over there in the newsroom and you're a key anchor in that. And it may not look like it, but it really is. No, and you, you've mm-hmm. taught me a lot. And even here, you know, just getting an interview Aww. for a bit, it's, it's like, oh, that makes total sense. So I appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck. Thank you very much. You bet. All I have to say is happy trails until we meet again. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. 722, what do you got? Carla, we uh, we haven't talked as much as I'd like to, but then over the even the last couple of weeks, I just want to let you know how much I've appreciated working with you and just the conversations we've had. I've, I've had a lot of fun. I've learned a lot. Uh, so I've really appreciated you here, and I wanted to make sure I let you know. Thank you. Thank you. Making me tear. <laughs> no, it's good. I and Listen, this is a family here at KLN, and I'm sure you've said, uh, you know, happy trails to folks, but I'll see you again. And uh, and I, it's just, it's a neat environment to work in. I'm, Wonderful. I know I'm, I'm one of the babies the here, best. but uh, yeah, thanks for everything. Thank you. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's all she's going to say. Uh, wow. Well, I'll tell you what. You're never too old or too young to learn, and um, when you have someone like Carla James, who's uh, been in the newsroom, uh, done so much in journalism and radio across the state and the region, um, she's a professional, and we wish her the best of luck. I know uh, we'll miss her, and uh, you know, I I learn a lot and try to apply it. And I know uh, 722 learns a lot, and uh, the KLIN family is going to miss Carla James, but we wish her the best, and uh, like she said, happy trails until she sees us again. So with that, have a great weekend. Be safe out there on this weekend. Uh, 1499.3 Drive Time Lincoln.